Reeves. Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition needs and your fitness goals. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about the ingredients. That way you know exactly what you're putting inside your body. No additives means your body gets more of what it needs and I suggest checking out the grass-fed whey protein powder. Right now, you can get 10% off of your first purchase at NakedNutrition.com by using the code POD. And that's 10% off using the code P-O-D POD for the first time customers. Taking nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. Now, enjoy the show. Let me just be real with you guys. When you think of anime, you think of Crunchyroll. When you think of food delivered real fast, you think of Postmates. So, when you think of podcasting, what do you think of, or at least when I think about podcasts, I think about Anchor. Anchor is the perfect place if you want to start your podcast. You can talk about all kinds of things. You don't just have to talk about some weave stuff that I talk about. See, in Anchor, there's a set of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right on your phone. It's crazy. And Anchor will actually distribute your podcast for you. It can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place all you have to do is just download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started hey yo what's up everybody welcome back to weebcast reviews christmas um merry christmas Uh, let's just start out simple like that merry christmas um let's just take a, a a breath of relief we have made it to Christmas, and it's it's something to be proud of. We should be happy that we've made it this far, considering 2020. And I think we should take some of this this good energy, this good mojo, and try to swing it into the new years of 2021. But that's not what this episode is about. This episode is all about Christmas, good feelings, good tidings, and all that. So if you don't excuse me as I take an unprofessional sip of some Christmas alcoholic ale here, I will be getting started on another Weavecast Reviews anime special review thingy that I'm doing here on the podcast. Um, Last week, I reviewed uh, Isudate My Santa, which was a ridiculous, ridiculous anime uh, with two episodes that could not be further from anything quality wise um but it was fun it's a little buzzed and i i really enjoyed it and i hope you guys enjoyed it as well pretty proud of it but today i'm really excited to do um a review of a movie that i watch yearly um well ever since that it it, it went to streaming it, it became free to stream i will make it i will make it a tradition to watch this one movie every christmas season and that is tokyo godfathers and yes today it, it if you you know that movie and you something clicks inside your head then uh i want to applaud you because if you've seen this movie already then um i mean we're if you listen to the podcast you're already uh, a very close friend of mine but now um you're not your family if you've seen tokyo godfathers and it's in essentially it, to sum it up in a, just a few in a, in one sense, I guess it's really a a nice play on the three wise men and just a very different look 
or outlook on Christmas. Um, this this movie could be reviewed in maybe two or three parts, to be honest. But I'll try to be succinct here on on today's Christmas episode because I know. Look, you guys want to open some presents or go out, hang out. With, well, not I guess not really going out, hanging out, but you know, hang out with your your family. Um, so let me not take so much of your time, but I hope you do take a little bit of your time to listen to this episode and and learn about a one of my a movie that's very very dear to my heart but tokyo godfathers is not a gangster movie and i should say that up front um but i also want to say that there aren't very many family films in japan for christmas uh, because it's not really celebrated in the same way as it is in here in the west christmas is not even really a day off of work for a lot of people in japan um so for example let's say you have a young family in japan and christmas is usually celebrated on christmas eve by tucking into a nice meal big bucket of fried chicken from kfc which is you know which does big business on christmas eve and christmas day ever since a lonely desperate expat something for something like a roast dinner came up with the idea to have kfc for christmas but um after having a nice big, you know, bite into some, you know, KFC with the family and the children and relatives, uh, it is usually followed up with a nice layered sponge cake topped with whipped cream and strawberries, or even sometimes a log cake made of the same cream and sponge. No brandy soaked bricks of fruit cake to be had over there in Japan during Christmas time. Uh, and, but if you're a single adult, let's say, usually Christmas is Especially Christmas, it's kind of like how we celebrate New Year's Eve. Young adults in Japan usually use Christmas Day as a date night. Um, so if you ever wonder why Christmas so- love songs, especially like Last Christmas, All I Want for Christmas, and whatever Michael Buble has out now, uh, and the movie Love Actually is so popular. So now you know. Uh, so it's really pretty rare when you find a film like Tokyo Godfathers. Um, and I, I, I implore you guys to look up the trailer as well. It's um, uh, it's such a well-crafted trailer. Tokyo Godfather, though, is a 2003 Japanese anime film directed by the legendary uh, and late uh, Satoshi Kon, which is loosely based on Peter B. Kind's novel Three Godfathers. And that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Um, so let's let's I'm trying to find a good way to kind of ease you guys into this. Uh, I, I could talk about Satoshi Kon because I think he, his name, uh, needs to be brought up more often in the world of, of anime films and his contributions. But I do kind of want to start off with, I should start off with this though. Christmas is, you know, not all the time, uh, for happiness for all, you know, in fact, it's, it's, it's a great many people who finds it extremely difficult around this time of year uh you can imagine being on being alone on the streets at at, at, on a time as beautiful as christmas is supposed to be um i sincerely hope you do only have to imagine and that you do not have to go through the trials and tribulations that the people like in this movie the three main characters uh had and and will go through Uh, but satoshi khan was an animation visionary 
who produce thought, you know, four thoughtful, striking, and unique features. At ones movies that you've probably all heard of. Um, you know, maybe except for Tokyo Godfathers might be the less known one. Uh, but such as Perfect Blue, which is which also got a kind of a wink and a nod, nod kind of American adaptation with Black Swan uh, from a number of years ago, I believe. A Millennium Actress, Tokyo Godfathers, of course, what we'll be talking about on this episode, and Paprika, which might be like I said, tied with Perfect Blue as one of the most as uh, as is one of his more popular films. And one anime series, I think Paranoia Agent, if I remember, uh, before he uh, passed it away tragically at the early age of 46. But Tokyo Godfathers, lucky for you, is easily his most accessible and crowd-pleasing work. The rare Japanese Christmas movie, complete with all the tropes and themes a Western audience comes to expect from such a product. Uh, Tokyo Godfathers opens up on a very kind of unusual site here. A nativity play in Japan with mismatched pair watching in the audience. And the said pair are Gin, um, voiced by Toru Imori, and Hana, or Uncle Bag, uh, voiced by Yoshiaki uh, Umigaki. And they live on the streets with uh, a teen runaway, Miyuki, voiced by Aya Okamoto. The lives of all three unlikely companions are really about to change as they find the most Christmassy of miracles, an abandoned baby in need of a home and as they try and survive christmas together and get the baby kiyoko across winter tokyo to her parents their varied past lives really catch up steadily to all of them amy westerner uh who's been to japan uh at the time you know at this time of year knows christmas there's kind of a unique experience and ask anybody who's been there who's been to japan around that time i've only known the one i've only known one person but and as they explained it, it's it's like viewing the festive season through a distorted, a focusing lens. You know, the iconography is all there. But in Japan, it's one of one of the many festivals in an unreligious but spiritual nation. It's it's an interesting starting point um, from which to make a Christmas film. You know, and Japanese culture is unforgiving towards vagrancy and especially theft, even if you are still in to survive. Wailing around in Tokyo. We might occasionally see where the homeless have spent the night on the streets, but the evidence is generally cleared away by morning. And it's, you know, it's, and it's not in keeping of sense of a personal honor to ask for or receive help on the streets or to even pity those who find themselves in that situation. Um, as a doctor says to Gina at one point without uh, mirth, I can try to cure uh, disease. Lifestyle is something you have to fix. And this would make a great double bill with Hiroyuki Koreeda's Shoplifters. Both films matching tone, theme, spirit so well. Not to mention both being none too critical of contemporary Japanese attitudes to certain less privileged sectors of society. Um, so check out Shoplifters after, um, if you ever get the chance. After the holidays, make sure you watch Tokyo Godfathers first. Uh, unlike the majority of classic anime character designs, Satoshi Kun isn't really make isn't afraid of making the people who inhabit this animated universe ugly. You've probably heard of ugly crying. Khan's characters are into ugly crying, but all the more expressive and compelling for their flaws. 
Tokyo Godfathers is a Christmas movie. It is functional family, comedy, drama, and a most unconventional love story. You know, not many comedy dramas end with great action scenes. Even fewer relationship films follow. As two of the three protagonists, a gay transvestite, in love with his apparently slight, straight divorced friend, no physical attraction between them, but plenty of affection and a shared desire to parent a teenager and a baby between them. The film is very pro-foster family and unconventional family dynamics. You know, Hannah's most impassioned outburst has her heartbreakingly declare, and I quote, nothing should make you abandon a child. That means you've taken love and tossed it away like trash. It goes a bit, it's a wonderful life at points with magical Christmas imagery, strange happenings, and just a little schmaltz. But it's also grounded and just rooted in real streets of Tokyo. When an angel appears again and says, what is it you desire? My magic or ambulance? Gin takes the ambulance without hesitation, <laughs> offending the angel. And actually a drag queen from the same bar that Hannah made her name. And the sudden plot diversion to a gangster's wedding that happens early on admittedly doesn't go anywhere. But otherwise, Tokyo Godfathers is a near-perfect execution of a compelling animated story. Not a hair is unintentionally out of place. And speaking of hair, when, when we see Hannah contemplating her existence on a bridge, as a gust of wind catches a strand of her hair, it is one of the most beautiful, hand-drawn, animated moments ever put to screen. Despite, and emphasized by, the relative roughness of the animation elsewhere. This is simply a magical ode to fam familiar, fam family love, and not just at Christmas, whatever shape that family takes. And there's just so, and there's other very striking scenes um, in this uh, movie that deserves more attention. Um, and like I said, this movie deserves so much more in terms of my time and your time as well, at least in my opinion. And I think it's a Christmas movie. It's not even, it's one of just the most underrated Christmas movies of all time, I believe. Especially in especially in just an animated and unanimated. And I think everyone would would benefit uh from watching this. And if I wanted to go on just a little bit more. Um, with the wise men and, you know, the in the form of three homeless people. It's, I, I think it's such a, a really, how should I say, an interactive story. It feels like you, it, the story really does wrap you up and kind of take you for this ride. And catching with all the magical moments, the sweet and tender moments, uh, moments of heartbreak, uh, strife, struggle. I think some everyone who watches can find a little bit the the cling on to, and I think that's the one of the most important things in just movies in general. Um, and I think with, I guess if I, I kind of want to talk a little bit more about a little more deeper into the plot, because because I just love this movie so much, so much. Um, you know, as they embark on this adventure, that not only ends with them being successful what they set out to do, but it also allows the main characters reunite with themselves. With their own estranged past. Has everything you expect. From a heartwarming Christmas movie. And some even more. 
Um, mainly because how, how well-rounded, fleshed out, tragic, and self-aware the main characters really are. You know, as it is a Christmas movie, their journey goes along the right path to numerous, almost miracle-like coincidences that I always, that I love. And it keeps you right on the fence whether these are actual miracles or just very random, probable events that just somehow come together beautifully. And this, I think, is what makes the movie so special. Just this hint of magic in the air. It's not explained. It's not drawn out. It's just just that perfect little sprinkle on those Christmas cupcakes. Just enough icing on that carrot cake. I made carrot cake for Christmas today. So, you know, your boy C-Dub was chefing it up. Probably going to make some cupcakes later too. But to be honest, this movie does deal with some pretty heavy stuff homelessness, addiction, mental health issues, issues, violence, but the movie never allows the dark stuff to overpower the spirit this movie was trying to convey here. The animation, especially the physical gag and humor, just balance the tone of the movie. This movie, in essence, is really about the spirit of Christmas. And the fun part is that there is a self-awareness regarding this which movie allows the movie to use the subvert and even deconstruct uh, the the tropes of traditional Christmas movies, like uh, how miraculously they find the baby, or when someone dressed as an angel comes to save one of the characters in their time of need. The movie is very smart, and in use of these Christmas mo- motifs, and usually, it seems like even the characters in the movie are aware of the Christmas magic. Lastly. While making us believe in the spirit of Christmas and showcasing that humanity and love for people, even at their worst, can have for each other. This is not a movie that completely foregoes making any kind of commentary on real life society we live in. Even the soup kitchen where we meet our main characters first have the homeless people attain the sermon first before getting anything to eat. And there are various different instances where the movie does not really shy away how cruel the world can be and is. But at its core, the movie is a celebration, not just of Christmas, but of the connection we humans have each other with each other. This movie tells us that it's worth celebrating. And that's pretty much what my message, the message I do want to put out there for everybody on this Christmas morning afternoon, evening, wherever you, if you're listening to this on Christmas, um, be kind to people, be kind to yourself, even more importantly, the kinder you are to yourself, the kinder you will be to other people. And then I, I pray and I bless, and I hope that your Christmas with your family, no matter how, you know, how, whatever the family dynamic is, like this movie teaches us, um, even if your family are people, uh, from across the world, and the only way for you got for you to connect with them is on Twitter or Instagram or Discord or anything like that. Um, reach out. Say Merry Christmas. Uh, let's spread this Christmas joy today. And like I said, let's be kind of people. Um, so that is all I really have for Tokyo Godfathers and my presentation of it. And kind of my little review kind of ish thing. <laughs> so I'm sorry this episode is very short, but uh, I really just wanted you guys to at least hear a nice, uh, hear about about a movie that I love to watch. Um, 
now that it's going on, I want to wa- I want to make it a mission to watch it at least every Christmas season because it just teaches us teaches us so many great things. Um, it just kind of reminds us that um, we're we're in it for each other, that we should have each other's back. Um, and then no matter how unfortunate circumstances is, we can still try to make the best out of it. It's never easy, but anything that's worth it never really is easy. So that is, this is here, this is me, C-Dub, wishing you a very weeby, weeby Christmas, uh, but also a Merry Christmas at the same time. Uh, next week, I will be back um, with our, with more anime content, not Christmas themed. I have a lot, a lot in store. Like I said, I want to talk about Chainsaw Man. I want to talk uh, about Attack on Titan and it's the current season and how I think how it's going right now. Uh, I want to get into some other manga reviews other than uh, Chainsaw Man. Obviously, we're going to have to talk about One Piece and it's a thousand and reaching a thousand chapters. There's so much stuff we're going to get into after the new year. And it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. So much. So make sure you guys share this episode, but share my other past episodes. Also pledge to my Patreon. You can donate to my Patreon at patreon.com. We cast show or we patreon.com forward slash we cast show. That link is in the description of the show notes of this episode. Follow my Twitter at base senpai. Follow my Instagram at Weebcast TV where you guys can leave comments about the show, ask questions. And do all that kind of sort of interact with the show. The more you interact, the more content I can push out and interact with you guys and make, make it a fun experience, not only for myself, but also for you, because you're the most important thing I'm thinking about. So, um, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, continue to support the show, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>